Welcome back to Daf HaShavua. This week we're going to be learning Mesachas Ksubos, Daf Mem Tes, Ksubos 49. And we're going to pick up with the Mishnah that begins in the middle of Mem Tes Amid Aleph, where the Mishnah tells us that a father is not obligated to support his daughter while the father is still alive, where the Mishnah describes that Ha'avinu Chayov B'mezonos Bito, which is one of the statements that the Mishnah tells us that Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah taught in the uh, in the city of uh, in the city of Yavne, which uh, many of us might be familiar with, uh, with the yeshiva with the yeshiva Kerem Yavne. So Kerem Yavne appears uh, in our Mishnah over here, and Rashi describes the fact that the reason that Kerem Yavne was referred to as Kerem Yavne because uh, was because they uh, the people in the base medrash sat in rows rows that resembled a uh, rows that resembled a vineyard. So one of the statements that Rabbi Lazar ben Azaria made in the city of Yavne uh, was this statement of Ha'avinu Chayev B'mizonos Bito. And uh, when we think about the city of Yavne, most certainly, so it reminds us of uh, the Gemara in Gin, where the Gemara tells us in the middle of the Gemaras that describe the Chorban Habayis uh, in uh, Gittin and uh, Daf Nun Vav, uh, those Gemaras in Gittin, where Yochanan and Zakai comes along and he says, that uh, the city of Yavne was the center of Jewish learning. The city of Yavne was the place that so much of Torah Sheba Alpel was learned, was studied, was taught, uh, and was given over. And uh, like the Gemarin says in Brachos and Daf Samach Gimel, Sarashi points out over there as well that uh, many of the Talmidei Chachamim, they sat in rows like is typical of our. Uh, our base medrash, and uh, therefore the city of Yavna, the base medrash in Yavna, was referred to as Kerem Biyavna, which is the uh, the city that we have today, and the yeshiva that exists, uh, the yeshiva that exists today. So, modern city of Yavna is a uh, beautiful town, and you can go and you can uh, you can visit the city of Yavna. But that's where our uh, our statement of our Mishnah was uh, was made. So the Gemara goes on, and the Gemara tries to understand the statement. Uh, in uh, in the Mishnah, where the Gemara presents the differences in a father going ahead and a father providing for a son and a father providing for a daughter and what expectations are there and what obligations are there of a father for a son and uh, of a father for a daughter. So the Gemara goes ahead and tries to figure out then who the author is of our Mishnah and throws out the possibilities of it being Rabbi Meir, maybe Rabbi Yehuda, maybe Rabbi Yochanan and Broka. All of that comes from a Brisa, which basically goes uh, through the opinions of the uh, the aforementioned Amoraim uh, regarding, and statements that they've made regarding sustaining daughters and sons, uh, sons specifically, uh, who are uh, going ahead and who are learning Torah. And ultimately, the Gemara concludes that it can actually be uh, either of them, that either Rebbe Meir or Rebbe Huda or Rebbe Yochanan ben Broka could uh, be the author of our Mishnah, which describes, once again, this uh, this statement of Ha'avinu Chayav b'mezonos Bito, that when the father is still alive, he is not obligated in uh, providing and sustaining the uh, in, in sustaining his daughter. So this is uh, obviously a question that raises a tremendous amount of eyebrows and what that actually means and what role a parent plays in uh, the support of children depending on uh, the children's life. Is this something that's sociological? Is this something that's more halachic? Is this something that's more uh, simply uh, just advice that's, uh, advice that's given? So there happens to be... A, uh, a simon in Shulchan Aruch, where in Evan Ezer, simon Ayin Aleph, the Ramah quotes a tshuva of the Rivash with uh, the following question. And the question was asked to the Rivash, what would happen if somebody has uh, children out of marriage? They have children uh, in another relationship 
that they are chas shalom uh, a part of. So must this father go ahead and must this father support them? So the Rivash says that if these are your biological children, and as long as he admits that they are his children, so he would be required to go ahead and he would be required to support them. So, uh, you know, Lamaisa nowadays, practically, whether or not we can use uh, some sort of DNA to identify and to, uh, to get to the bottom of whether or not these children actually belong to uh, this particular father is certainly uh, a shayla. But the Chi of Mizonos uh, says the Rivash that's quoted by the Ramah is not just uh, within marriage, but is out of marriage as well. And the father would have to go ahead and if he admits that these are his kids, he would have to go ahead and he would have to, uh, he would have to support them. So the Gemara continues with uh, presenting us the, uh, the Gemaras that are really going to go through the end of Daf Memtes and into uh, Daf Nun, the Takanos that were made in the city of Usha. The city of Usha. Uh, is a, or really was, uh, a city in the Galil. The city of Usha was a uh, place of, once again, tremendous Torah learning. And uh, in uh, nowadays, the city is, uh, it's an Arab village that's, uh, I think in uh, Arabic, it's referred to as like uh, something like Hosha. Uh, it's a, uh, a northern uh, a northern kibbutz. And uh, really, it's uh, a place in which there were many takanos that were, uh, that were made there under Rishim ben Gamliel. And uh, all of these takanos are going to be presented uh, over, the course of the next, uh, over the course of the next little bit. Many of these takanos uh, include uh, ideas to do with, uh, with Purim, with reading Megillus Esther, uh, all sorts of other takanos that we have in Halacha that come from the city uh, of Usha. And the Gemara says in Sanhedrin that after the destruction of the second base Amikdash, uh, so one of the decrees was that Sheyhei Adam Zan Es Banov Vies Binosav Kishahin Kitanim. It's a Mishnah, it's a Gemara that appears in Meseches Rosh Hashanah and Daf Lamed Aleph. And the Gemara uh, goes on and describes that, uh, that basically uh, one of the Takanos that was made in the city of Usha is that when uh, a child is still a child, when it a man, a woman, a boy, a girl is still considered to be a katan, their parents are obligated to go ahead and their parents are obligated to uh, to support them. So that was one of the takanos which we're going to use to prove that uh, our Mishnah is actually correct when our Mishnah says, and the Mishnah makes the statement of, uh, earlier on, Ha'av Enochayav B'mizonos Bito, which seems to run contradictory to this takana that was made in the city of Usha. Speaking of these takanos, so the Gemara describes all of the ten places that the Sanhedrin went, and uh, ultimately the Gemara uh, explains to us that the Sanhedrin uh, settled in Tiveria, and uh, that's where it stopped. And from there, says the Gemara, the Sanhedrin is ultimately going to rise up again. It happens to be that the Rambam in, uh, in Ilchos Sanhedrin, in, Daf, in uh, Perikidal at Halacha Yudbez, the Rambam has a fascinating uh, Lashon over here where the Rambam emphasizes the Gemara and uh, just historically speaking, perhaps it's one of the reasons that the Rambam specifically wanted to be buried in Tiveria. Now the uh, burial place of the Rambam uh, in Tiveria uh, is uh, 
questions for sure, but we generally assume, and our assumption is, our Mesorah is, is that the Rambam is buried in Tiveria. But that Rambam in Sanhedrin Yudalid Beis describes the following, and the Rambam tells us that when the uh, when the Beis Hamikdash was built, so the uh, the Beis Din Agadol would sit in the Lishka Sagazis, they would sit in the uh, the chamber of stone, and that was in the Ezra Sisrael, that was part of the uh, Beis Hamikdash, and uh, they would sit there, and that's where they would do uh, what they needed to do, but. But when the Jewish people unfortunately uh, fell off the map from a um, from a uh, character perspective, so they were exiled from place to place. And ultimately, they got to the city of Tiveria. And says the Gemara, and since then, there hasn't been a based in Hagadol that, uh, that existed. So the Sanhedrin is going to convene in the city of Tiveria. And from the city of Tiveria, they're going to go and they're going to find their way uh, into, uh, into uh, the Beis HaMikdash. So that Takana was one of the Takanas that was made in Usha. Usha was one of the places that the, uh, that the Sanhedrin stopped. And the Takana of Shehei Adam Zanes Banav Yespinosav Kishen Kitanim, Rashi explains that the, uh, the age in which a parent has to go ahead and a parent has to support their child is when the child is able to bring Shtei Saros, when the child is about uh, 12 years old, shows signs of uh, adulthood. And uh, that is the Takana that was made in the city of Usha. So the Gemara then wonders, uh, if uh, that is how we paskin, is that true? Is this takana and usha something that uh, we actually hold of practically or not? And the Gemara discusses whether uh, you know what the ramifications of this are. Is this a once again? Is this a commandment? Is it a mitzvah? Is it an eitzah? Is it something that's just going to uh, support and help out and shalom bias? What is the uh, what are the parameters of this uh, of this particular uh, of this particular takana? It happens to be that there's a beautiful statement and question that was presented. A very sad question that was presented to Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein in the Sefer Chashukei Chemed, where he asks the following question. And um, uh, again, the sad nature of this question and the fact that this is reality uh, is uh, absolutely unfortunate and nebuch uh, uh, that uh, such a thing could exist. But the question comes to Rav Yitzchak Zilberstein, Yeshnam Anashem, Kishinodim Lam Yiladim Bali Mumen. Let's say a family has a child who uh, has a Balmum. The child is uh, unfortunately uh, born with some sort of illness, some sort of disease. There's something wrong with the child. There are people in the world, So they, uh, they leave their children in the hospital and they, uh, they run away. They're Boreach from the hospital. So. Allah Rayon, there was an idea about such people. Are you supposed to go ahead and are you supposed to uh, put up a sign to embarrass them and to call them out and to make sure that they, uh, you know, that they feel that which, uh, that which they did? Are we allowed to go ahead and embarrass somebody in public for doing such a thing? And again, when it comes to parents supporting children, so uh, this is a, um, this is certainly a, uh, a case that we should never know of, that, uh, that should never happen. And uh, that was the Shiloh that was posed to Yitzhak Zilberstein. So Zilberstein says that he uh, went ahead and he had to ask his father-in-law, Revel Yashiv, and Revel Yashiv uh, explained, and again, not necessarily practically and not necessarily halakha but 
Rav Yashiv described the fact that we're only mevayshim pnei adam sheinozanas beno mitzad midas haachzarius. That that is only when a father or when a mother is being cruel. Rav Yashiv described that in this particular scenario, over here, the father is not leaving the child because of Achzarius. He's not doing it out of cruelty. This isn't cruel. The father says, there's no way that I can handle. There's no way that I can have such a child. There's no way that I can take care and provide for such a child. So there's no way that I'm going to be able to, uh, that I'm going to be able to, uh, to support this kid. So I'm going to run away from the hospital. So Rav Yashiv says that obviously we should do everything we could to get this father to, uh, to take responsibility for the child that he has. But to go ahead and to embarrass him in public uh, would, uh, be, uh, would, w- would not be allowed according to Rav Yashiv. Now obviously uh, that's not halacha lemaisa and uh, definitely food for thought in terms of uh, the way in which and the stringencies with which we go ahead and, um, and uh, would potentially, God forbid, embarrass somebody in public. But that's certainly a uh, practical ramification of this question. This comes up a lot in terms of uh, people specifically in Eretz Yisrael and um, in uh, buildings for sure here. A person lives in in an apartment building and a person doesn't pay what's called the vad habayit. They don't pay uh, the maintenance fees. So are you allowed to go ahead and are you allowed to uh, put up a sign in the, uh, in the lobby that so-and-so, an apartment so-and-so, hasn't paid uh, their, uh, their maintenance fees, which could, be, uh, could rely on this, uh, on this particular question. It happens to be that in that same tshuva of the Chashuk Echemed, so he quotes from Rav Tzi Pesach Frank in a Sefer Har Tzvi, a uh, story that took place when uh, Rav Tzi Pesach Frank was a young child and uh, brought to his door was a child that uh, was eight days old. Parents dropped off a child and they wrote on the note that this child is eight days old and uh, what the uh, responsibilities uh, of the uh, of the tzibur, of the community are to go ahead and to uh, to uh, to take care of this child uh, is also going to depend on this gemara. Another fascinating discussion would be: let's say that the eighth day of this uh, of this baby's life, of this boy's life, fell out on Shabbos. We have no clue when the baby was born. Somebody dropped off a baby in front of our home, a baby boy, and uh, they said that the baby was born on Shabbos. They need a bris on Shabbos. Are you allowed to go ahead and are you allowed to do uh, this? Uh, this uh, this bris on Shabbos, so that would be a uh, that would be a uh, a shayla that would be presented uh, in terms of going ahead and supporting children. The Gemara picks up and describes that there were uh, a group of fathers who actually went ahead and elected not to support their children, and they came to Rava, and Rava said to them, "Why would you want to not support your children? Do you want your children to have to go ahead and to have to take from tzedakah? Do you want your children to have to go ahead and be supported by the tamchoy by the community? Community tzedakah funds. You aren't feeding them, Rava said to them. So, are we supposed to go ahead and are we supposed to uh, force these parents to go ahead and to uh, to provide their kids? Are we supposed to embarrass these parents and say, "How could you not take care of your children? How could you not? Um, how could you not? Uh, you know, provide for them?" Now, obviously, it's going to be dependent on the uh, the financial constraints of a particular family and what particular family can afford and what they're capable of spending money on and paying for. But uh, we certainly uh, have to operate in the realm of, uh, uh, you know, we have to be uh, as 
sensitive as possible to uh, two issues of parents supporting children uh, as we could. But certainly that arises from uh, from our uh, from our Mishnah over here and from the Gemara in Ksubos on Daf Mem Test. So. Within this conversation of tzedakah, there's a beautiful discussion that actually appears uh, based on Tosos in Mesechas Chulin, where Tosos tells us Chulin, that any mitzvah that has its reward, that's explicitly stated in the Torah, like the mitzvah of tzedakah, you're not allowed to go ahead and you're not allowed to force uh, a person to go ahead and to, uh, and to do. They know what the reward is. So how could you go ahead and force somebody to do the mitzvah of tzedakah, to go ahead and to give tzedakah if the reward is explicitly stated in the Torah? So Tosus offers three different suggestions and uh, really a, uh, a beautiful Tosus that appears in Mesech HaSchulin, which speaks out the differences between uh, giving tzedakah and um, and how a person goes ahead and gives, gives tzedakah. Just want to close with a comment that the Minchas Chinuch makes on the mitzvah of tzedakah. And the Minchas Chinuch describes that the mitzvah of tzedakah has two components. Obviously, the mitzvah of tzedakah has the component of giving money, of going ahead and providing for somebody else. But the Minchas Chinuch describes that there's also what's referred to as the tovas halev of giving tzedakah. Of giving tzedakah with a smile, of giving tzedakah in a, uh, a way in which somebody is giving me the opportunity to go ahead and to go ahead and support them. And the act of simply giving money is uh, necessary, but is not sufficient to fulfill the mitzvah of tzedakah in its best possible way. So uh, perhaps with our Gemara... Uh, is teaching us over here about the mitzvah of tzedakah is that a person should go ahead and certainly when we have the opportunity to support uh, children and our children that uh, it's a great privilege and we have this opportunity to fulfill this mishnah of going ahead and supporting uh, supporting our uh, supporting our children. The Gemara then goes on to describe some of the other takanos that were made uh, in the city of Usha, what they mean practically and that's where our Gemara is going to pick up in Meseches Ksubos uh, in our Dafa Shavua next week when we begin uh, the 50th page, Daf Nun of Meseches Ksubos, but that is Meseches Ksubos, Daf Memtes.